0: It's Pharrell on the bench in the biggest way possible, hanging out a bad seat, a broken ate a bad apple with a bad attitude, hanging around a bunch of bad actors, bad taste, bad law, bad dude, bad breath, bad attention, bad vibes. We are live in the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios in New York City. Ooh. They found a better way to mortgage so you can focus on making your new house home. Rocket Mortgage. Push button. Get mortgage. People dress in plastic bags, the right to traffic, some kind of fashion shake it up, should do better. Oh, my friend that come around thought to fight to party. Um, oh, rats on the west side, bed bugs up down. what a mess This towns a my brains is splattered all over Manhattan, should do be shake it. Ooh. Are you with us tonight from New York? All right, eight five five two one two four CBS is our toll-free line. Brought to you by Geico Great News. You can save a bunch of money if you switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. You'll be styling. All right, so uh, tonight, Ron Cook from the Post Gazette in Pittsburgh, and Middays on the Fan in the Steel City, 93.7. Our buddy Ronnie Cook will join us here in about 12, 12 and a half minutes. Sounds good to me. And then uh, at 11.20 Eastern, 8.20 Pacific, a little bit later in the second hour, Andy Larson covers the Jazz in Salt Lake Shakers for the Salt Lake Tribune. Andy Larson waxing the mahogany tonight in the biggest way possible. So that sounds good to me. So Carver, hi do the uh, Ducks suck this year. Are they any good? Uh, who's worse, the Sharks or Ducks.
1: Well, I know the Sharks for a while were sitting towards the bottom, but I think they won a couple games. All three of those L.A. teams have not uh, – th- excuse me, California teams – Have, have not, struggled. Have, have struggled here in the early going.
0: They won last night, though. I was watching that game last night, right? They uh, – who'd they beat? I, I, I was watching them last night. Uh
1: they are the bottom three teams in the Pacific Division. Right, I know that. Last Ducks, night, Sharks, Kings.
0: Oh, they beat the Oilers last night, six three. But they've won four in a row. The Sharks.
1: The Sharks have won four in a row. The Ducks have lost four in a row.
0: Is that right? Yeah. So we get to have a little action tomorrow night. I got to tell you that you know the team that surprises me more than anybody else. In the NHL right now has been – who do you think it's going to be that I, – I, I've mentioned them a, uh, several times. The Coyotes. Yeah, they're the team that just keeps making money. I mean, they are
1: – Currently sitting second in the Pacific, two points back of Edmonton for first. I mean, they are really tough to play. And the Pacific Division right now, I know it's 20 games in or just under 20. Right. It's so flipped from what it's been the last couple years because Sharks, Vegas – You know, Anaheim, those have been the good teams in that division. And this year, the Canadian teams, Edmonton, Vancouver's been good, Uh, and, of course, Arizona. It's been kind of flipped in the Pacific this year.
0: So uh, Virginia Commonwealth leads LSU 84-82. That's a final now checking in. Ohio State 76-51 final over Nova. St. Joe's beat up on UConn tonight. How about that in stores? 96-87. I didn't see that coming. IUPUI beat South Florida 70-53. I'm just looking at some of these games. Ohio, a winner over Iona, 81-72. 30 seconds left, up 30 on Indiana State. Northern Iowa leads uh, final now over Bakersfield, 67-55. Final ball, State 67-48 over Illinois, Chicago. Rutgers up 2 on Drexel 7 minutes left in Piscataway. out. Drake beat Missouri Kansas City 76-58 underway in uh, late in the first half about to go to halftime. Purdue leading Marquette by 13. BYU at home up 5 on Southern Utah. Early New Mexico 49-43 over Wisconsin Green Bay. Florida International leads NC State by two early in the second half. Oak State and Charleston, College of Charleston at Charleston, 30 apiece right before the half. And then Colorado State, 44-35 on Nebraska-Omaha. Providence trailing Northwestern in Chicago, 38-29 late in the first half. Wyoming and Fullerton nodded at 31s. Grand Canyon and San Diego State underway 4-2. Aztecas, check out, ooh. Princeton can't get it done. Lafayette beats them 72-65. Princeton's 0-3. Old Dominion beat Loyola and Maryland 62-53. And Wisconsin over McNeese by 20 McNeese covered though, getting 22 and a hook, and I took them with the spread. I got Wake 98-79 over Asheville, laying 12 and a half. They covered by six and a half. Q 70 to 54 over Colgate. BC beat High Point 59-33. over USC Upstate 80 to 57. So just massive action tonight in college. Basketball, always keeping our eyes open for everything for you. Two MAC games in college football tonight. Miami of Ohio pasting Bowling Green, thirty-seven to three. Miami up big, and Northern Illinois leads Toledo, fourteen to seven. And I don't know is that that game's not. A, they're still playing in in those games, right? I think they are. Both of those games are active. I don't know why I can't get a quarter there. They got to be in in the third quarter at least. Bo- both both of those are in the third quarter, I'm pretty sure. They Just start-
1: under seven minutes left in the third quarter. There you and go. 44-3 totally
0: now, Miami of Ohio. Five and a half left in the third. And then Northern Illinois, 12 and a half left in the third. 14-7 winners. Uh, leading, at least, Toledo with the glass bowl. NBA going on right now. I'm watching a really good game. Houston is taking a lead from the Clippers at home by 10. James Harden's got 46. He's rocking it tonight. T wolves 115.97 over the Spurs with six minutes left. Andrew Wiggins has 28, six and seven dimes. Raptors Blazers underway. Blazers four zip. Magic with a late spurt beat the Sixers and slapped them 112.97. Vucevic 25 and 12 boards. Grizzlies at the buzzer. Ja Morant the winner. Hero ball 23 points, 11 dimes. 119.117 over the Hornets in Charlotte. My buddy went to that game tonight. Good evening, Charlotte. Celtics 140-133 over the Wizards in Boston. Kemba Walker had 25-5-5 five and five for the C's. They've moved to the top of the heap from what I'm seeing here at Carver High in the cheesy power rankings that come out every day of the a year.
1: You love those power rankings.
0: Every day of the year in every sport. Uh, I'm surprised they don't have girls' high school volleyball power rankings. They probably do. Warriors, Lakers, set to go. Any minute at Staples in la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la Lipstick City. As far as hockey tonight, Carver High, big win for your Islanders. 5-4 over the Toronto Maple Leafs. They were yelling at John Tavares again. We don't need you. How'd they win the game?
1: Yeah, they actually were up 5-2. They got an empty netter and then the Leafs scored a couple goals after the empty net to make it close. They took a 3-2 lead late in the second, added on in early in the third, and then got an empty netter and sweated it out the last minute.
0: Capitals and Flyers are in overtime, tied at once. The Flyers have been hot, looking for, what, six in a row? Stars, Flames after one scoreless in Pharrell, Alberta. Senators beat the Devils in Jersey at the Rock 4-2. Islanders win that game, and the Blackhawks' night set to go in Vegas. And I think I'll be able to watch that game tonight. This is all very exciting. All right, first up, we'll have uh, Ron Cook of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette and Middays on the Fan in the Steel City getting ready for the Steelers-Browns tomorrow night on Thursday Night Football. You're listening to Pharrell on the Bench. All right, 855-212-4CBS. I always love hooking up with Ron Cook in uh, the Steel City from the Post-Gazette. The guy's a brilliant writer and always has been. Then they gave him a radio mic, and the guy took over in that slot too and just started kicking ass and taking names. I'm a big fan. Ronnie.
2: Scotty, how are you, my friend? I'm
0: doing pretty good, brother. Hey, uh, so uh, I got to tell you, I was blown away by the Rams game, uh, the defensive effort. And I think that, uh, you know, Fitzpatrick has been just an absolutely possessed football player. He is just all around the ball, making big plays. And, uh, you know, picking off passes, running back for touchdowns, you name it. This guy has turned their season around. It's him. He's the difference.
2: Well, there's no question. He came in the third game when they were 0-2 and it uh, looked awful oblique. Ben was out for the whole year, and he really has made a difference. He's put, what, five interceptions in seven games. It's funny. I, I, I was walking uh, up the hallway after the Rams game with Roethlisberger, and he, he actually stopped me and he said, "You got to lobby for T.J. Watt as Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year." He goes, "He's a game changer." So I go into the locker room and Joe Hayden's holding court, and he says, "Man, you got to lobby for Minka as Player of the Year. He's making these plays." And I just said to Hayden, "What does it say when you got a defense with not one guy but two guys who are legitimate Player, Defensive Player of the Year?" And he goes shows we got some guys who are balling out there. So it's uh, been a lot of fun. It's turned their season around. Without Ben, the offense has really struggled. But uh, the defense has carried them. It's been fun to watch.
0: Do you think, uh, Ron Cook with us, that the uh, the best game this year that anyone's given the uh, Ravens and Lamar Jackson is the Steelers?
2: Oh, absolutely. Uh, Lamar actually looked very ordinary in that game. Um, They got to him. They sacked him. Uh, they had a chance to win in overtime, and Juju smith schuster fumbled about midfield in overtime, or I think they would have won it, absolutely. Now, I'm not going to say they're as good as the Ravens. I don't believe they are, and I, I don't think they're going to catch the Ravens in the division. But, Scotty, you start off 0-3 and 1-4, and and you've lost your quarterback, uh, you know, you think it's going to be one of those years. And then, you know, when they're 0-2, they traded for Fitzpatrick. You give up a number-one pick for the first time in 52 years. I mean, there's a lot of people here that said Dan Rooney, uh, rest his soul, if he was still alive, wouldn't have allowed them to trade a number one pick. But they did, and now I think everybody is thrilled that they did. So what's his
0: uh, status for, like, uh, his contractual uh, situation for the future? Like, how long do they have uh, Fitzpatrick for?
2: Well, he was the number one pick just last year, so he had a four-year deal. And because he's the number one pick, they have the option for picking up the fifth year. So they still have him for two more years plus that option year. Now, by trading for him, they lose a year uh, as opposed to uh, getting a guy next year in the first round. But I don't think uh, uh, at this point that we're going to get somebody better than him in the first round next year. The fear when they made the trade was – all right, they're going to go in the tank. They're going to be three and thirteen, and it's going to be a, a top five pick. And you could get a quarterback to replace Ben. Now it looks like that pick's at least going to be in the middle of the pack, and you're not going to get a player better than Fitzpatrick.
0: Do you think that uh, that Tom Tomlin is the uh, the job he's doing is incredible? Like I do because uh, you know you already mentioned everything that they lost and that it looked really dire their situation, and then. To get them to play this kind of ball, uh, moving forward, what they've done recently in the last several weeks, uh, how do like how do people feel about him now? Because I think people are so stupid. You know, they were one day they're yelling, fire him and get rid of him. He's a bum. Meanwhile, the guys had he's never had a losing season. He's gone to the playoffs like eight or nine times. He's gone to two Super Bowls who in their right mind would fire that guy? That guy would have 15 job offers in five minutes. And what do they think of him now in Pittsburgh? Is everybody finally shut up?
2: Uh, no, uh, no. I mean, he still has his critics here and they'll say, well, he had a franchise quarterback. He had Antonio Brown. He had Le'Veon Bell and he's won three playoff games since they went to the Super Bowl in 2010. And I get that. Um, in this town, uh, you know, it's Super Bowl or bust, he still has his critics. There's a racial tone here to a slight degree with, with some people. I'm not saying all his critics, uh, but that's definitely a factor here. He still has his critics. I think he's done an unbelievable job this year. Scotty, you know how easy it is for, you know, a team to quit when it's one and four without its quarterback? a yeah. guy that it's leaned on for 16 years here, you don't have him They went to uh, – L.A. to play the Chargers when they're one and four with duck Hodges as the quarterback, a guy off the street basically, and they beat the Chargers there. He's kept it going. They've won four games in a row uh, to to make it five and four. Now they're still not a lock for the plaza. So won't surprise me if they get beat in Cleveland tomorrow night, but I mean they're at least in the, in the hunt to be relevant. And I think they have a real chance. To make the playoffs i don't think they're going to catch the ravens
0: wait now wait a minute you're telling me that you're skeptical of their chances tomorrow night against that team you think they're going to lose in cleveland
2: uh i didn't say i think they're going to lose i think i won't be surprised if they do that's the nfl i mean i just saw the atlanta falcons going to new orleans last week one and seven and beat new orleans seven to one crazy stuff happens in the nfl it's Cleveland season, basically. They're three and six. They win tomorrow. They're four and six. They got the Steelers again in two weeks. I think they think they can get back into it. Um, I I don't. I, I don't think. I think Cleveland is done too. But it won't surprise me that's the NFL. But even if the Steelers lose tomorrow, they'll be five and five. I still think they have a shot to make the playoffs. How
0: about uh, Rudolph? What do you think of him?
2: Uh, so so. I mean, you know, we're spoiled here because we had Roethlisberger. Um, He's had some good moments. I do think he's getting a little bit better. He doesn't have a lot of receiving help. The last two games they won, I can't believe it, without James Conner. They can't run the ball, literally cannot run the ball. So Juju's getting double teamed. A couple of the other receivers haven't stepped up a whole lot. I mean, the defense has carried this team, there's no question. But I thought the game last week against the Rams – was his best but uh you know Roethlisberger also has his critics here he has won three playoff games since 2010 you hear the same story Scotty you're from here I'm from here it was 20 years between Bradshaw and Ben and people better be careful what they wish for because it may be another 20 years before you get another franchise quarterback yeah
0: I'm with you uh so um now uh, the key to this game, uh, you know, obviously they are able to run the ball with Chubb and they are able to, they have started to finally realize they got to get Beckham the ball and and Landry the ball. So that defense has been so good for the Steelers and their secondary has been so good. How much does, uh, what is wrong with uh, Hayden and is he going to be able to go tomorrow?
2: Uh, You know, apparently it just came out that he was sick. Uh, you know, he's, it's funny, um, we, he talked after the game Sunday that this is the healthiest he's been. He's had all kinds of, you know, bumps and bruises. And I think he got off to a slow start this year. So he's healthy from a, a body standpoint, but apparently they said he's sick. I, I can't imagine him missing this game. He had five breakups the other day. He had an interception himself. He's the one that tipped the ball. Right, if Fitzpatrick intercepted to end the game. It would be a huge loss for him, but I can't believe he's going to miss going back to Cleveland uh, to play against his old team. Uh, it's not a. It's not a. Uh, a body situation it's a uh, an illness situation so i'm expecting him to play it'll really lessen their chances if he doesn't you know when i
0: was a kid and i got sick my dad said give him a shot of brandy i think it would work get uh, hayden a shot of of jameson and send him out there he'll be fine uh let me ask you a question really quick about uh crosby what's the deal Is is it really a hernia that's got him uh out of the
2: lineup well, that's what's been reported. Um, the Penguins being very secretive about it, which is frightening unto itself. Um, <laughs> you know, if, if, if Sid has surgery, if he's out four to six weeks, you know, I, I, I'm all in favor. If he has to do it, do it now and hopefully get him back by the new year and then let him rock and roll down the stretch next year. But, you know, the division and the conference is so tight. Uh, they already have lost Latang for a while. No idea when he's coming back. Hornquist is out. Malkin has been out. He's been back. It's one of those years in Pittsburgh, Scotty. The Pirates had all those injuries. Jamison Tyone at the at the top of the list. Then Ben goes down for the year. It's one of those years here. If, if Sid's out for six weeks, two months, I don't know that the Penguins survive. I really don't. You know, I thought... As far as the- Playoffs go.
0: Yeah, I thought that uh, pass that Malkin made against the Islanders in that game that they finally stopped the Islanders winning streak, that behind the back pass he made, that with that backhand pass he made for the, I think, the game winning goal. That, that or the tying goal or whatever it was, that was unbelievable because he hasn't done anything all year. They need to get him going. If if Crosby's out of the lineup with this hernia, he's got to get going. But I think the guy that's really impressed me the most on that team, to be honest with you, lately, because I've watched him a lot. I, lost, I watched him lose to the uh, Rangers last night. The best player for me lately for them is Rust.
2: Yeah, he's been great. And uh, he started the season hurt again. He missed a bunch of games at the start. There was a lot of speculation he could be traded for salary cap purposes. I don't think they were real happy with his year last year. And he came to camp ready to go and has been dynamic. Malkin's only been back three or four games. He missed about 10 or 12. And I think he's really starting to play well. And, And historically, he's done well here when Sid has been out. But it's not just Sid. If Hornquist and Letang are out for a period of time, it's going to be tough. And I... I know you love your parents right. I wish I could give you better news on Sid. Uh, and now he he may try to play through this. I just don't know if that's the right answer.
0: Listen, I've had uh, – well, how many mafia have I had? About seven or seven, – six or seven hernia surgeries for from basketball? Yeah, about I that. mean, it's unbelievable. I have nets all over my body. Uh, don't be a wuss, Sid. Get out there. I thought the guy uh, was great giving that lady that car, though. That was really cool.
2: He's one of the – He's one of the neatest kids I've ever been around. I mean, hey, Scotty, we're in this business. You see these guys do dumb stuff all the time. They feel like they're uh, anointed, if you will, or they're special. He never big-times anybody. You never hear one ounce of trouble for him, and he's the best player in the world. For me, you know, I I have a Mount Rushmore of hockey. He is now past Gordie Howe, in my mind. He's up there with Gretzky, Lemieux, Bobby Orr, and Sid. I'll take that as my uh, my Mount Rushmore of hockey.
0: You, you could argue that any day of the week with as many cups as he has and gold medals and everything that he's done in game winners and big games, uh, and his career has been uh, absolutely brilliant. His numbers are sickening, and he is, like, the greatest guy ever. It's amazing. How, it's another story of how people hate him because he's so good. They hate his guts everywhere because he's so good. He's That's what happens when you're that good. But everybody in Pittsburgh knows how – Uh, kick is just a great guy. He's always been really cool to me. And, as you know, I like the uh, Penguins and Steelers more than my family.
2: Yeah, you've said that on a number of occasions. I don't know that I've ever heard you say the Steelers, though. You did say that about the Penguins. I'm impressed you're putting the Steelers there, too. Yeah, I mean, you know,
0: uh, the Steelers are obviously right there. The Penguins, number one, and then the Steelers right there, 1A, And I got to give them, you know, rock star status as well. Uh, More important than everything, including the birth of my children. Uh, Very important stuff, (laughs) the Steelers and and, uh, Penguins. I love you, Ronnie. Thanks for
2: coming on the bench. Scotty, anytime, man. Have a great night.
0: My man, Ron Cook of uh, the fan in Pittsburgh and the Post-Gazillas. You're listening to Pharrell on the Bench. All right. Everybody's uh, doing it. Pharrellonthebench.com is taking over the best site for picks. Top shelf results. Killer price. Unequal football snacks hoops, it's a slam dunk, hockey winners, boxing, MMA, we're a knockout. PharrellOnTheBench.com, sign up today every single week, 11 weeks in the 60 percentiles in college football, 63% last week, and 60% top 10 spreads. Pros, five of my 10 weeks, I've been in the 70s, 70% bracket, 79, 77, 71 twice, and a, and a 70 so, I've been killing it all season long. Sign up. Hide the money from your wife. PharrellOnTheBench.com. It's F-E-R-R-A-L-L. There you go. Chris in
1: Atlanta. Hey, Scott. How you doing?
0: Jesus. Honestly. Like, I feel like I, I need to smash my face with a hammer. With a hammer? Honestly. Like, I'm like, how many times do I have to yell the guy's name before you get a clue? Scott, you, know you have to yell my name. I want to talk about the playoffs. Four five Alabama, Georgia, why is Georgia with a loss at South Carolina ahead of Alabama? What do you think Carver high? do you think he could uh fill in for me no. uh like during the holidays? No definitely no not. uh but not he, the
1: worst effort I've ever heard no, not the worst definitely effort not uh worthy of being there. Do we take his question seriously? We no? need to be
0: high or drunk to be able to get into that kind of like rhythm right now. Don't you feel like if if we were if we had like a beer buzz on, it would probably be a lot more palatable in terms of dealing with it? Well, yeah,
1: I mean, if you're doing the show drunk, then yeah, you can get involved in things like that. <laughs> but you know, we're just trying to get going here, right? and <laughs> it's trying to get on track. You got you got the first guy who just you know hello hello hello, and then you know you come through with the. You know, the second rate for elimination, El it just... It's know, not working. I mean, it's just not, you know... But what did he want to say? He's upset? He, basically, he was saying, why is Georgia fourth, uh, losing to South Carolina? A point that we talked about with uh, the governor last night, of course. Right. Who got a lot of reaction today from coming on the bench huge, last night. Huge
0: social media reaction.
1: Right. So, and And it, and it is a valid point. Georgia lost to a bad... South Carolina. He team told at me home. he got
0: abused for that. Well, rant. He, the,
1: the the governor gets it all the time on Twitter because I mean, he's
0: uh Everyone thinks he's a homer for LSU well, and yeah. and hates uh, Alabama.
1: But to be fair, I mean, it's not just Bama. I mean, he he said it about Georgia last night too. They didn't deserve to be there either. He. he I think it.
0: he knows more about college football, frankly, than anyone that comes on the show
1: or calls it. No, he's up there. The governor's been in there for do? a long time.
0: What doesn't he do? He's calling games. He's traveling the country, doing play-by-play, the biggest games in college football and college basketball every year. He knows more than you. It's that simple. This guy, when he talks, people listen. That's the deal. I, I loved his rant last night. I thought it was fantastic. Now, all these people you know, getting angry and abusing him today and all this other stuff, uh, he doesn't care. Trust me, that guy, he he is uh, very thick-skinned. He is he doesn't care what you think. You can say whatever you want about him, and he's not afraid to dance or go toe-to-toe with anybody. But I would agree that um, I don't think Georgia deserves anything. And, and I'll tell you what, uh, I, I think they got their hands
1: full this week at Auburn.
0: Are you willing, Carver High, to say that they got a shot against them to beat them at, at uh, Jordan-Hare?
1: I think that Auburn could win the game, yeah. I, I like Georgia to win, but can Auburn win the game? Absolutely.
0: Yeah, I think they're tough, and if uh, this is a huge game for them, nobody has played tougher schedule If they in knock off Georgia and then go into that Iron Bowl with that game under their belt, they'll have a shot with Alabama because so far uh, that you know, frankly, the Alabama defense for me hasn't stopped anybody. They couldn't stop LSU all day.
1: So far, you have to look at it this way, and this is why I think that. Auburn could have a shot in that Iron Bowl this year. Even though and it's at home for them which is huge. They are so battle-tested this year. Look at the games that they've played. They've played Oregon, they've played Texas A&M, they've played Florida, they've played LSU. Now they're going to play Georgia. Who's played a tougher schedule than Auburn? Auburn's had to play right. everybody. And then Alabama <laughs> never plays anybody. Right. Well, Auburn Auburn has to happens to be on the schedule rotation this year where they play Georgia and Florida. All on the right. east side, and Alabama does not, so Auburn's going to be very ready to go for that game against Alabama in a couple weeks.
0: And uh, here's Russ in Lake Tahoe.
2: Yeah, Scotty, I just want to let you know that uh, I've been around your uh, show since your Huntington Harbor days. Right. Just want to give your props. Gone from rated X, R. <laughs> Out of control to rate a G, bro. Right. And uh, I just, you know, enjoy your show and outstanding, bro. Just keep it going. That, that, and, uh, that's. Uh, maybe that's, misfits. Uh, right. I want your skull on your break.
0: That, uh, you know, I think the, uh, that, that he knows that I lived right there at Huntington Harbor is pretty cool. And then uh, obviously I've been doing it forever for sure. I'm with you. So, and it's weird. A guy asked today, he was like, uh, you know, somebody tweeted me or something about, I liked your show better on satellite because it was dirty. And I said that it was, uh, it was certainly uh, more fun. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, a lot of people think it was better, I don't know if it was better. I just thought it was it was so much easier and, and, and so, you know, so much more fun, if you will, because I could get away with murder. There was absolutely no censorship, no rules, no nothing. Just absolutely, I could do anything I wanted. There was never a word mentioned to me in seven years about anything. I could talk about whatever I wanted every night and be the most disgusting, vile human being on earth, and I was good at it. But I thought that it was, uh, frankly, too easy. Like, I could walk in there literally with no, absolutely nothing prepared. We could go in there drunk, and b- we would be lauded. We would be cheered on. We would be uh, encouraged when we were literally, I'm not even kidding, hammered. We were hammered, and they were encouraging it. And they were like, you were, you're were you so much better when you're on drugs and and drunk. And I'm like... Okay, if that's what you want, I'll give you what you want. But I think this job is certainly harder and I think it's it takes more thinking, it takes more uh work and more preparation. I have to be uh ready every night to do it this way and I think you have to be a lot smarter to be clean and rated G than you do to be you know funny and creative and and smart. You have to be uh i think a lot brighter doing this a rated g radio family radio is a lot more difficult uh to do to be funny to be edgy to be uh creative i think it's a lot harder when there you you have so many rules there's i can't literally i can't say anything i i have to watch everything i say and uh i you know it sucks that you know it is what it is it's it's harder i you know i think the shows better because uh there's more that I have to do thinking wise to make it good than before when I did the show on satellite on Howard 101 it was uh, I could you know do anything and get away with it and there was no repercussions there was never a mention of anything that I said on the air good, bad, or otherwise, I could be filthy and disgusting and repulsive and foul-mouthed and cuss my brains out for four hours every night, and everybody cheered me on. If I did that once here, if I said one cuss word here that was filthy, I mean, really filthy, not like, you know, some of the stuff like I'll say ass or suck or something around here, but around there, we said everything. Every word that's ever been created in profanity was on that show, and I don't think it was really anything to be proud of. Uh, it, It was... You know, it was to me, it was really easy. You could just, you know, go in there and fly off the handle and just freak out every night and start screaming and yelling and cussing at people. And that's what it was. And I think it's uh, after a while, after like five years of it, I did seven years. After five years of it, I thought it was kind of pathetic, to be honest with you. I just thought it was a joke. I was like, you know, Mafia will back me up on this. We went in, we went out every night and got hammered. I mean, there was no, it wasn't even like a job. It was just like a party. It was like literally, if I would have kept working there, I'd be dead because I partied so much. And then finally at the end, I quit partying. Remember, it was so out of control, I finally just quit drinking.
1: Yeah, we hit happy hour every day. Every day. It was always two beers and at least two shots.
0: I probably spent, what would you think, 30 grand a year on booze just drinking. Probably. At the bars in happy hour. Probably 30 grand a year because I was always buying the beers and drinks and shots and. It was it was crazy, but I don't do that here, and uh, I don't do that anymore. So it's been a, a drastic change for me. You know what I mean? I've had to go through a, a like a re- revival. I've had to <laughs> recreate myself for sure. I think when I first came here, everybody thought I would uh, wouldn't last, and that it would never work. That I couldn't do clean radio. I know the suits that brought me here, uh, that that run this place thought. Without a doubt, they both thought, th- these two guys thought, there's no way this will ever work. This guy, they didn't want me here at all. And uh, the people more powerful than them gave me the job, and they didn't want me. And then, I, you know, eventually I won them over. So it's all worked out. It's, it's all good now. And, um, you know, I guess you could say I'm glad I did it.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive
0: Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,